Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. If you're new to the show, we appreciate you stopping by and giving us a listen. Many of you are repeat offenders, I say, recurring listeners or repeat listeners, and we really appreciate your patronage. Today, I'm pleased to introduce Mr. John Chintanarod. He is a recruiting expert. He started a company called Recruiting Accelerator, where he now coaches others on how to start their own recruiting firm, many of whom do it on the side, many of whom do it full-time. So we're going to be talking today on how to duplicate ourselves, how to take our expertise and turn it into a business, maybe become a consultant or an expert. We're going to talk a little bit about his story, gain some insights into recruiting and retention in general, which I think is a critical piece in business success, as most of us would agree, and hear a little bit of John's story and what brought him to where he is today. So, John, thanks for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Our pleasure. So I I always start out every show with sharing a couple of reasons why I've invited this specific guest to be with us. And the first is because I do believe that recruiting and retention is essential to a business. It's one of the most important pieces in business success. If you're experiencing a lot of turnover, if you're not able to attract the right talent and keep them and keep them happy, you're going to have a hard time succeeding in whatever it is you're doing. So that's the first reason, because John, as I said, is going to be able to share some insights into this topic. The second reason, though, is that John has taken this expertise, and we are going to hear his story, but he's taken this expertise, as I said, and gone to the next level. And he's now helping others to do what he's done for many, many years. And I love that. I resonate with anyone who takes what they've learned, takes what they've gained, and, pay, and pays it forward. It's kind of what we've done with our business. I created a, an organization, a kind of sales organization that I always wanted to work for. And now I have affiliates across the country from coast to coast, and we're supporting them in accomplishing their dreams and their goals. So in that sense, John, you and I have a, a lot in common. I'm not a recruiting awesome. expert, but I'm a mm-hmm. business sales expert and and, uh, you know, so there's definitely some synergies there. So why don't we start out by hearing a little bit about you and your background? Where are you from? Mm-hmm. What, where'd you grow up? Maybe a little bit about your family and, and school and what brought you to where you are today. Sure. Be happy to. Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, from San Francisco, born and raised. And uh, I, you know, went to school at UC Davis. And I, I always knew I liked uh, people, right? I was always a people person, naturally extroverted. Uh, like most of your listeners, you know, I'm sure business owners tend to be good with people. And I was like sales. I was drawn to it. And then I was always money motivated as well. So I knew I wanted to uh, to get a career to sales. And I tried selling different things, software, hardware, um, different professional services, but I never really fell in love with anything enough where I, th- I thought, hey, I want to sell this thing for the rest of my life, for, for the rest of my career. Uh, but uh, and so one day I walked into a, a staffing temp agency looking for a job. 
And they're like, hey, why don't you come and just work for us, right? And that's how people end up, I think, falling into recruiting, like career recruiters. And you know, no one actually goes to school to become a recruiter or, right? Um, I think a lot for agencies too, right? No one goes to school to become an insurance agency person or a real estate agent, right? They just go to school um, and they fall into it. So I fell into it. I liked it. I liked helping people find jobs. I liked helping companies uh, find people. And so that's how I kind of got my uh, career started that way. You know, that's the exact uh, analogy or thought that came into my mind is kind of like an insurance agent. Mm -hmm. In that sense, most, I think, insurance agents didn't go to school or grow up thinking, I want to be an insurance agent. Mm -hmm. They get out of college and they can't find a job and and they end up going there, right? And and um, and yet those who have done well in it, those who've stuck with it, are living extraordinary lives. Resi- those residual incomes just keep coming in for years and years and years. And uh, I think it's a, it's a great comparison. So um, so being a people person, okay, you, you, you said I think most business owners are people persons or people. How would you say that? People people, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a I think it's an interesting conversation let's maybe dive into that a little bit because as i have worked with customers all over the country right i find they fall into one of three categories they're either really good at sales and people and they're they're extroverts they're really either bad at it you know they you got the you got those that are are um even antisocial, right? A lot of contractors, they don't like customers. <laughs> they're good at putting on roofs or they're good at plumbing or something like that. And then you have the, those in the middle that would like to be good, not that they don't want to be better at sales or working with people or speaking. They just don't know how to do it. It doesn't come naturally to them. I, you know. So I guess you have the natural people, people, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have those who want to be there and and those who just don't, right? And so... Which one were you? You say it I, I think I was always a natural extrovert, but later on, as I developed more uh, skills and experience in the world of recruiting, you kind of learn a, you know, a structure of like, here's what makes a good conversation, and uh, here's what makes a good email, here's what makes a good you know, text message, right, or voicemail, and is, and so the nice thing is, someone who maybe doesn't feel like they're a natural people person can just follow like you know, in our program we give a structure templates that they just follow out of the box and that gets like 90 percent of the job done right it's hard to mess up if you have a blueprint it's just you just follow it's like a recipe right hard hard to mess up a recipe when we just give you like step by step but um but yeah i guess for me kind of just uh maybe to to continue the story so i i worked in staffing and i um initially it was uh, hourly so staffing is hourly i was placing a lot of these uh you know, I think uh, entry level people, and it was nice because they're like, John, thank you for getting me a job. Like now I can pay my rent. It was very fulfilling in that, like, car, you know, karmic way, right? But uh, I worked really hard and made no money because my commission was uh, a small percentage of their hourly rate, which was low. And so I'm like spinning my wheels here. So I'm like, all right. And, uh, then I learned that the big bucks in recruiting was made by placing not hourly people, but full time salaried people because then you get a percentage of the salary. And for those who don't know, um, uh, recruiting firms typically charge about 20% of their candidates first year base salary as their fee. So if they place a hundred K employee with your organization, they're going to invoice you $20,000, right? Um, more or less. And so, and my commission would be a part of that. So I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a little sexier. That's more interesting. And then I, 
uh, as luck would have it, I thought. Mm-hmm. John, let me cut you off real quick. Uh, yeah. Before we go to too much about how the recruiting works, I want to come back to the topic yeah, sure. earlier of getting better at what you do. Before I forget, mm, sure. Because I think there's a lot of people out there who are trying to to move forward. They want to either start a business or trying to uh, build a business. And and you made a very important point. I just don't want us to miss it. Yeah. If you surround yourself with others, whether it's a mentor, a coach like John and his team, you know, you can learn from YouTube, you can learn from books. There's a lot of great resources out there to become better at what you do. And and I think many times people think, well, I'm just not a natural salesperson, or I just Mm -hmm. don't know how to do the, to, to do accounting, or I'm not a public speaker or something, but I just want to put a plug here that it is doable. You can become those things. You can get better at it. I don't care if you are a natural salesperson or not. One of the greatest salespeople I've ever met, I've recruited some, I've trained some who went on mm-hmm. to become the best salespeople I ever met. They never thought they could do it. And so anyway, I don't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to interject that before we forget. So no, that, that's okay. a great point. Well, yeah. Like a lot of these skills are, are learnable and sure. Like, uh, for me, I, I've always surrounded myself with people who I felt were better. And, and what I like to think is like, I, I always want to be in a room full of people where my goal, like my target is everyone's baseline. Like if I want to get in shape and like, I'm, and I go to, I, I join a, a elite gym, an expensive gym or like where like, or like a CrossFit hardcore gym. And I tell the people, Hey, I want to, my goal is to work out three times a week. And everyone would be like, yeah, like that's normal. Like that's not a big deal. Right. That's, and so then all of a sudden, like my baseline goes up, right? So I don't know that. Right. Yeah, they say we become the five people we surround ourselves with, right? Yep. And yep. you surround yourself with people that are raising the bar for you. Yep. You're, in, you're inevitably going to follow, right? Especially if you're that person who wants to get better, who is who is proactively trying to improve. It's 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 almost a guarantee. That if you surround yourself by the right people, by experts, by those who are better than you, mm-hmm. you're going to follow yeah. in their path. So, all right. So you, uh, now you worked for Google for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, correct? I just get some corporate recruiting uh, roles, a lot of agency roles. So, and you kind of learn both. And I think, uh, I think what might be interesting for your audience is that like, you, you, like you said, they're mostly or a lot of business owners. And I think uh, tapping the right recruiting firms to assist them with hiring talent is very valuable. And I think it's often overlooked because they still see the price tag. Like, well, that's expensive. Why go to a professional recruiting firm when I can just post an ad on, you know, Indeed and fill it myself. But, uh, you know, of course, like, yeah, a number of factors. um, Answer that. Yeah. Well, it's funny. And by the way, I should preface this with uh, like, I I actually buy my own uh, product, meaning like, even though I have ten plus years of recruiting experience, as I grow my business, as I'm growing my business now, I hire recruiting agencies there in other specialties. So I have uh, people who do enrollment calls for me. So I have uh, a sales specialty uh, agency. I pay them, and I, I'm, I hire client success managers. And I, I I use a firm that all they do is client success people, customer service people, and they're the best at it. So I pay out money, even though I obviously could do it myself. I just see the value so that's um so it's not just me excelling like, the uh agencies i actually um am a, am a customer two of them but i think one is like everyone knows the cost of a bad hire right that's probably the main thing yeah. uh the cost of a, the opportunity cost like having to bring somebody on and then let them go two months later 
is costly and expensive and um, at times suck. And especially depending on your business could be a lot, lead to a lot of missed opportunities, right? Or even worse, right? They, they, they do a bad job and then, then you, you can suffer that. So by hiring out an agency recruiter, uh, they can help you mitigate that. Right. And then I think from a big picture point of view, something that's been kind of top of mind for this year as I grew my, as you know, I basically doubled the headcount of my business is because uh, like uh, a player can 10x the output of a regular employee, but a superstar can 10x the output of an A player. And we all have hired or been around those people that are like, whoa, they're like just like those salespeople are just blowing the numbers through the roof, right? Setting new KPIs. And they're like, what is this person doing that other people aren't? But so when you have a team of this only A players, like you're you're in good shape. And everyone knows that like the the talent of your company is one of the key drivers of your growth and success, right? By having the best or having the talented people. So So you make two important points, I think. Um one, you have to spend money to make money, right? It applies in anything. I'm I'm a firm believer in hiring professionals to do what professionals do. That's why I didn't uh, do my own sprinkler system. I didn't finish my own basement. I don't, you know, you have to do that. And it applies in your business as well. You're going to have to spend money to take it to the next level. And and yet you make a really good, uh, important point that when you spend that money, you bring on that higher level candidate, that superstar, that A plus player, whoever that might be, you're going to make a return on investment many times over what you spent to find that person. You know, it may sound like a lot, but one of the one of the unique things about recruiting, correct me if I'm wrong, is you get paid when you perform. I mean, there are, and yep. maybe I'm wrong, but in most cases, you get paid when you find that client, that employee, not before. Is that safe to say? Yep, exactly. Yeah, we call that a, a contingency basis. So most recruiters work on contingency where it's like, Patrick, you know, you, you know, the, the contract would say, you, I will only invoice you if you fall in love with my candidate, you think they're like above and beyond stronger than any other candidate in your pipeline and you hire them, but there'd be a one-time, you know, 20% fee type of thing, right? right? So you're, you're, there's really no risk obligation. Out of salary, right? on you're your paid end. out of a salary. Mm-hmm. So if there, no salary exists, they don't hire the person. Exactly. Right. So then usually the, the we'll, we'll tell hiring managers, hey, give us a shot compare our people against your people and if you don't think they're worth the premium then we don't have to hire them like by no means are you obligated so it's a nice way to kind of start that relationship so as we look backwards before we run out of time here we're coming up on our break already it goes fast you know um what what lesson do you think stands out in your mind you worked for google you worked for different enterprise organizations you decided eventually to start your own is there a lesson that you learned in it all that has stayed with you? Yeah, I think that branching out on your own and becoming an independent is, it's like jumping off an airplane. It's scary in the beginning, but once you do it and you're skydiving, then it's like, oh, this is nice. It's like, feels like you're floating. It's And then you look back and you're like, whoa, those shackles uh, that I thought were on me were were more brittle than I thought. Like. And everyone who we've helped, we've, we've helped over 200 people now successfully start their own profitable recruiting businesses, either, like you said, on the side or full time. And all of them have said, like, wow, I, I could have done this years ago. Like, if I, like, everyone's, no one's ever said, I, I'm, I, I'm glad I waited till right now. It's always like, I, I should have done it years ago and made this type of money years ago. Right. But it's right. hard, you know, hindsight 2020, right? 
Well, it's, you know, the fear of the unknown, right? I've said for years that the greatest fear most of us face is the unknown. Mm -hmm. That's why we're afraid of deep water and the dark and death and, you know, all these things. People say they, uh, they're one of their biggest fears is public speaking is because you're afraid of how, it, how, how it's going to be received. Right. Yeah. That, and that, that fear though, that fear of the unknown is so unfounded more often than not. Um, well, I, I yeah. speak from personal experience. I was nervous about starting my own business, but I've made companies millions of dollars over the years. And I believed I could do it myself. When the pandemic hit, it forced us to make a decision. Am I going to keep looking for work? I got laid off. I said, uh, no, I'm going to try it myself. This is the time to do it. And uh, I am so grateful that I actually did so. Yeah, uh, me too. I got laid off from my last recruiting HD job, which then gave me the opportunity to, to strike it out on my own. So we have that in common. I do. <laughs> so a little bit about your family. You married, single? Uh, um, yeah, uh, married. I have a 14, 14 month old son, 14 month old son. And I okay. think uh, getting married, having, uh, having the baby at the time, like really forced me to grow the business so I can free up my time and not, I had this fear of like my wife saying, Hey, I couldn't get any sleep. I need your help uh, today. And me saying, sorry, honey, I have like eight back-to-back -back calls and meetings. And so that really forced me to really, uh, grow the business and remove myself as the bottleneck. We can get into that, you know, of course as well too. Right. Right. Funny. We have so much in common. Um, I, uh, you know, I love the Bay Area. It has its issues. You know, I know the city's struggling in ways, but uh, you're still there. You grew up there. You've never left. Um, and I, I mean, I'm sure you've left, but you. I, I tried to leave. I moved to New. I moved to New York, Vegas. Florida, L.A., Vegas. I tried my best to leave, and it just it wouldn't <laughs> take. So it it pulled me back. <laughs> Keep coming back, right? Yeah. Well, we're up against our, our first break. We're visiting with John Chintana Road. He's the founder of Recruiting Accelerator. As we said earlier in the show, he's taken his expertise and his experience and, in, and insights and turned them into a consulting firm. I think that's the best way to describe it, right? It's yeah. a consulting yeah. firm that now teaches others how to do what he does. He's helped over 200 individuals start their own recruiting company. And he's doing extremely well. So we're going to go to break real quick, but we'll be right back to hear a little bit more about recruiting in general, recruiting and retention, maybe some more insights into how to build a business successfully. Thanks again for being here, John. We really appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. 
Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. We're listening with John Chintanarod. He's the founder of Recruiting Accelerator. And I love your name, by, by the way, John. Um, mm-hmm. Not only your name, but your business name. My first name is John, actually. And my dad's name is John. We spell it differently. But, um, but Recruiting Accelerator, right? There's some insight mm-hmm. into that. I wanted to share a quick story that we were talking during the break about you know, how we started our business and, and, and you were laid off, your entire division was laid off and it kind of forced you out of that, that safety net, you know, that nest and and forced you to spread your wings. I was kind of recruited away, you know, the, 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 the pandemic hit and we were working for, I was working in the solar arena at the time. And I've been a, a sales trainer and manager for you know 20 plus years, been in sales for 35 years. I've made companies a lot of money over the years, but but I had a coworker who convinced me after several weeks to start a business with him and to become his partner. And he so he kind of is the one who pushed me out of the nest, I guess. He he dragged me with yeah. him. He said, you know, we saw the writing on the wall and leads were shutting down and things were happening. And he said, You should come and come and work with me. We could we could be 50-50 partners. I did that for about two months <laughs> and I realized I love the guy, great guy, but I realized that I didn't want a partner at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 but he was the catalyst that two month period where I'm not having to report to a boss and I have my own time freedom and started seeing the potential income and, and everything else. I, you know, I, 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 I'm grateful to him because while well, we decided, you know what, let's both do our own thing. It was enough of a catalyst to push me over that edge and out of that that nest, as you call it, and get me on the path to where we are today. Yeah, it's like physics, right? Things at rest tend to stay at rest unless exerted by some outside force. And that's why people hire personal trainers or coaches to just get them or have spouses, have someone to give them that either kick in the butt or dangle that carrot and motivate them, uh, the yeah. carrot or the stick or something to get you moving. Otherwise, it's very hard to go from being stationary to being comfortable at a ninety-five, and people will tolerate, uh, no, tolerate the pain of not ever actualizing their full potential and their full right. income potential for their entire lives, unless they something happens, usually from the outside, right? You know, it's an interesting analogy because I think that um, your business mm-hmm. helps customers go through that same process, right? They're they know they need. Uh, that executive, that sales superstar, whatever it might be, and they're nervous maybe about the price or they're 
they're they're unsure how to to go about it, where to start. And you come along and push them out of that nest. You help them overcome that uncertainty, um, that fear yeah. of the unknown, right? But they, I think it's really important. We need those catalysts in our lives. We need those those uh, mentors or coaches or professional that we've hired to help us move to the next level. And honestly, in my opinion, I don't think we'll ever get there without them. We will never, it's a broad statement, but we will never achieve our potential on our own. Would you yep. agree? I, 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 100%. I had a sales coach uh, talk about the analogy of a thermometer or thermostat rather, where we all have that natural, like, okay, this is my temperature where I feel like things are good and it's like homeostasis and when things start doing well in my life that temperature goes up then boom the ac kicks on and like whoa subconsciously our belief system deeply rooted uh things in, in our in our in our subconscious will say hey like you're not supposed to be this good you're not supposed to do this well like and you start to cool down that's why people slack off they take their foot off the pedal right but then when they start going below that that a certain level that start temperature the heater kicks on and their subconscious says hey like come on you're better than this like you can do better, but we're always plus or minus. It's very hard to go above plus or minus like one standard deviation of our baseline unless we have help or we ask for help or we accept it, right? It's very hard. So that's, I've always had mentors. I still have mentors. I, I have masterminds. I pay a lot of money to be a part of. Um, so I, I'm always believing in getting help to get to that next level, bust through your thermostat setting. Couldn't agree more. You know, the very best athletes in the country, in the world, the best uh, mm -hmm. speakers and trainers and salespeople and artists, they all have coaches, right? They don't do it on their own. I mean, Tiger Woods has a coach. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan has a coach working with him on his skills. You think someone that good at what they do, you know, they've learned it all, right? They, 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 they know it all, but you never get to that point. It's a journey, not a process or an event. Or a destination, you. Uh, uh, well, we could we could we could beat that horse all day. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about recruiting accelerator because you went from your corporate jobs and then in the different roles you had Google and others, and then you made that jump. You were laid off, you said, and then you decided to start recruiting accelerator. How did it get started? You said a couple of clients convinced you that you should do it and then where did it oh go yeah that? so um after i got laid off I, I i called my top two clients and said hey bad news i won't be able to send you resumes anymore my agency laid off our entire division and they said well basically screw that why don't you go uh, go off on your own branch out on your own start your own independent recruiting business and we'll sign with you and so same thing if it wasn't for the support i mean they they supported me they gave me the boost of confidence uh, this is mm -hmm. we're with you john so that over the weekend i just threw together uh, an llc and a website and I, I took my old contract from my old boss removed her name put put my name in sent it to them and they signed it back it came back signed so i'm like whoa okay i uh i guess i'm in you business and so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> new logo right but the same right. same exact word for word thing and then, then I never looked back, you know, five, you know, over the over course of about five years, we grew that agency. I brought in a partner later, realized I didn't want a partner like you. Um, and then, so then when we parted ways, I thought, you know, I, I, I was creatively hungry for something else. 
And at the time, a lot of my old coworkers from the agency world saw what I had done, saw that I was doing well, and said, "Hey, John, would you give me some pointers? I'm ready to spread my wings now." You know, or my boss changed my commission structure, and I'm pissed. I want to do my own thing. Something, right? Um, some type of grievance. So as I showed them the ropes, I kind of gave them the playbook that took me years to kind of figure out on my own the hard way and they were able to take it and implement it super fast like got results within weeks which took me months and months and months um and years to iterate so just seeing them get those quick wins was very rewarding and very satisfying and like you said it was felt nice to pass the torch so um then someone's like hey you should just do that make this your thing like just teach people like this is so valuable and i thought well okay i'll give it a shot and that kind of one-on-one co- coaching i was doing has turned into this full full-blown program now we're, you know, like I said, over 200 people, we have team of coaches and 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 all this stuff, right, that we do. And we're on a 3.0 version of our program, Recruiting Seller 3.0, where we've introduced automation, LinkedIn automation, email marketing of AI video. We're, we're really pushing the, the cutting edge on like, on how to do client acquisition for recruiters. So really neat stuff that I think traditional recruiting people or recruiting firms never are even exposed to the world of, you know, cutting edge marketing. That's amazing. Now, do you um, do you work just with startups, or do you go to existing firms, and they can invest in your service and get better yeah. at what they do? Uh, both. I think like the main thing that we help people with is client acquisition. So if they haven't started at all, they definitely need their first client. If they already started, but you know maybe COVID hit or the pandemic hit, and their um, their referral streams have kind of dried up, and their top five clients are no longer giving them the the repeat business or job orders and they don't really know how to prospect other than the old way of smiling and dialing and you know pounding the phones and then they hear that we're doing things like linkedin automation that can just work in the background and cast a much wider net much faster then they're like well how do i learn how to use linkedin automation so that's kind of what we help with you know we've seen that in in our business and you know we're an efficiency firm we're a profit consulting firm we help our clients to to lower their costs and improve their bottom line and we do this in a dozen different ways one of our our vendor partners i think could be a really great strategic alliance for you uh, it's mm-hmm. a company named find mojo mm-hmm. and they have a survey we've all seen the disk survey and Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the other, you know, personality and skill surveys. But what Find Mojo does is it surveys or assesses a person's motivation, you know, their mojo, as they call it. Yeah, fun. I think it would be a really great um, recruiting tool to send someone this survey and say, if you take this survey, it'll help you understand what motivates you, what gets you up out of bed in the morning, what keeps you excited. There's a lot, of, there's a lot more to it, but. Lance yeah. Jarvis, Paul Yoakum. I actually had Paul on my show a few weeks back. I could send you the link to to their his interview. But I think it might be a really speaking of creative approaches and AI video and so forth. I think I hadn't thought of this before, but I think it could be a really great way for you to get a conversation started with a prospective candidate to send them that survey. Let them take it for free. You're going to see their motivators when they take that because you get a, a copy of their report. They're going to see it. And together, you can help identify if uh, they're really happy doing what they're doing. Yeah, you know, a lot of us yeah. think we're being motivated by money. We find out that our biggest motivator is family, or or mm-hmm. deadlines, or pressure, or contribution. You know, there's I think they have 29 different motivators, and it categorizes and shows you 
which one's most important. They worked with several of the Fortune 500s and others. That'd be a great introduction between you and them, I think. Yeah, definitely important to have that why, right? Yeah, I mean, we... Big enough why to, to take yeah, action. Yeah, and, and speaking, speaking of coaches, we don't always know what we think we know, right? I see many salespeople who take that survey who thought that money was their biggest motivator, and it's not. And if you understand that as a recruiter, you could understand how to approach that person, how, how to speak their language. It changes the conversation, right? Changes yep. your, your communication with them. So, so as the company own, you've uh, you're finding more satisfaction in it. Where where you were recruiting, now you're coaching. Are you enjoying it more? Or is it just a different uh, experience or what? I am because I, I, you know what it is? It's a funny, like not a lot of people uh, ask me that. So th this is cool to be able to talk about. Um, I The satisfaction I had when I first started re the recruiting, um, I missed, which is like working, really helping the candidate, talking, talk, helping people were like, hey, John, help me find even part-time work so I can pay my rent, like getting them a job and seeing them like be grateful. I missed that warm and fuzzy feeling, which I I stopped getting as I started getting to like higher level executive roles because those people didn't need to worry about paying rent. They were making a lot of money. They wanted to upgrade their careers. So I kind of, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm making better money, but I feel like I'm, I'm missing the warm and fuzzy feeling. But now I get the warm and fuzzy feeling back when I, I hear from, from people saying, John, I, I was really looking to make some uh, extra income for my family. All these other business opportunities didn't make sense, seem kind of sketchy um, or seem too technical for me. And I just wanted a real business, uh, a people business that um, that didn't involve learning how to do crazy Facebook marketing or um, flip houses or anything like that. That was high risk. And they're like, this is a great business and I'm helping people and I'm making an extra twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month. And so that's, that's very satisfying for me, for sure. I can imagine. I remember when I was a sales manager years ago, I recruited a a young, sat, you know, he was energetic and savvy. He worked at the, I think it was the Valvoline store, kind of a Jiffy Lube type store. Yeah, he, He's a guy I went in and had my oil changed with, but he was so good. He always told me on stuff I'm sure I didn't need or, or, mm -hmm. or you know, could have gone without, but he was so good. I recruited him to come work for our sales organization. And it was scary for him because he was on salary. It wasn't a very good salary, but it was security in his mind. And I recruited him to come to a straight commission sales job where I knew he could make six digits a year. I mean, he could 5X yeah. what he was making. And it was that leap of faith and having my confidence in him and just some encouragement that made him take that, that jump. Right. And mm -hmm. a year later, he did come to work for us. And a year later, he was one of our top reps. He was leaving the next day to go on vacation. I was, I think he was taking a belated you know, a honeymoon with his wife to Cancun, I, I believe. They were, they were just buying a house. Mm -hmm. And he had tears in his eyes when he oh. said, I can't thank you enough for seeing the potential in me and, and convincing me I should do this. Mm -hmm. Took a little bit of convincing. He was he had that fear of the unknown, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard similar experiences where people have said you've changed my life. Yeah. When I go back to like my LinkedIn recommendations from like 10 years ago and I see their their title when I place them to where they are now, sure. It's like you pluck people and you change their whole lives, who they meet, who they end up marrying. It's like it's very, yeah, it feels like you're kind of just this powerful um hand that guides people. And it's also very satisfying working with companies that say thank you, like the person that you gave us is a rock star like they are totally like changing our team we're building a whole team around them like
it feels nice to help people on both sides and getting paid very well to do it. So it's kind of a win-win-win when you do it correctly, right? Right. But then as you've started your own business and started helping people follow in your footsteps, I, w- I would imagine the satisfaction level and the feedback and the appreciation is even greater. I mean, this is personal, right? Yeah. You've given them a new lease on life. You've you know, quadrupled their income. That's where it gets, I think, more emotional and more meaningful than just helping a company to recruit another person. You know, yeah, I, I love when people who I, I help quit their nine to five job and they're like exactly. free of the corporate rat race. And like, this is, and they do even more, they can double down their business, make even more money. And then that's very satisfying as well. But yeah, I think, uh, but because of the fear of the unknown, you, as you mentioned earlier, it is very daunting. Uh, I always recommend to people to, to find their version of a baby step. Like dip your toes in the water. There's ways to do it without risking really any that much time or money or energy. And as you start seeing incremental ROI and results, you can kind of just take a next step and next step. This doesn't have to be all in. So that's why the main right. thing we do is we help people do this while keeping their nine to five job. You don't have to quit your job. You can just be your uh, extra business on the side, right? Understood. What what percentage would you say are part time doing it as a side gig and and yeah. have actually full time? Like about se- like I think about seventy percent of the people we work with still hold their nine to five job. They usually keep this business off their LinkedIn, right? It's their independent business they run, and mm-hmm. uh, and we help them do it without with how to avoid conflict of interest or any potential not competes. Do it very ethically. They can sleep well at night, and the moment their recruiting income outpaces their their salary, then that's when they just go all in so it's kind of a no-brainer well you know i say one of the best ways to have more certainty in your life is to not have all your eggs in one basket Mm -hmm. you know there's a there's something to be said about having a side gig that's starting to produce and it's getting stronger and you're making more and more more and more income and, and 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 you're less you're less nervous, right? If your job did dry up, if it did, if you did get laid off, or the company made a change or got bought out, yep. you have that backup plan. And I think it's one of the most powerful things that can create peace in your life and certainty, as we call it. And yep, absolutely, lot control of, over your financial yeah, control. Right. Future, right. Well, we're up against our second and last break, everyone. So if you're listening, thanks for being with us. We're visiting with John Chintana Road. He's built a successful recruiting coaching business, recruiting accelerator. If you've been listening, we'll be right back and we'll finish the conversation here with a couple more insights into how maybe you can do the same thing in your own lane and so forth. So don't go away. We'll be right back. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options. 
even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. And we're back visiting with John Chintana Road of Recruiting Accelerator. We've been talking about his story as a recruiter who eventually became an entrepreneur. Now he's a coach teaching others how to do what he's done. One of my uh, one of my uh, vendor partners is a company that actually reminds me of you, John. Um, they're a they're a profit consultant, they a cost reduction firm. Really, they they work in the printer and copier space. It's this multi billion dollar arena, and there are companies all over America that are paying way more than they have to for their imaging technology, and and they kind of follow the same path you did. They they had clients coming to them saying, what would you think about just becoming a consultant and we'll hire you to manage our contracts to show us how to pay less and we'll pay you on the difference, right? We'll pay you and if you save us money, we keep 70%, you keep 30%. So they got to where they are now. They've been in business now 10 years. They've seen over a quarter billion dollars in contracts influenced. We refer business to them all the time. It's one of the ways we cut costs. But I bring them up because they took that leap of faith and stepped out into the dark because they listened to their clients who told them, you can do this. Not only can you do this, but we need you, right? We need someone with your expertise sitting on our side of the desk, representing us up against these multi-billion dollar providers, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's an important point because if we want to create more certainty, more success in our lives and in our business, one of the most important things we can do is listen. Right? We've talked about coaches and mentors and stuff, but a lot of time we we have them, but we don't hear them. Right? Would you agree? Do you think? It's yes, a, and, and, uh, and being even aware of yeah, being aware aware of what messages people are giving you, what 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 your intuition or instincts might be uh, pulling you towards, but also like I think the people around you will give you good feedback because all I think a lot of people, uh, more than fifty percent of the people we help, are not formal recruiters they don't have a formal recruiting background they are kind of just uh, practitioners in their own craft their own industries but what ends up happening is that they'll have usually a good network and they're like oh i have lots of friends who are like me who are looking for work and i just kind of have been connecting them with companies i know who are hiring and and then one lady who was in the, the healthcare space she's like oh her friend told her okay christina are you used to are you used to making $20,000 favors? Are you in the, like, why are you in the business of making $20,000 favors for people? She's like, wait, 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 what? She's like, yeah, like there are companies to charge $20,000 for every time they refer somebody and they get hired. And that's when that flips, which like, oh my goodness, I could leverage my network. I know tons of good people 
if you have a network already, like you've already solved half the equation, you just have to find a company who, who, who are desperate for that type of people in your network. And you make that connection and you send them an invoice is actually pretty simple. So we help them kind of get that going along. Or if they don't have a network, but they have like deep, in, like, you know, you have deep industry, industry experience in sales. Like you could certainly help companies find salespeople because you know exactly challenges that a, a VP of sales goes through. You know exactly what makes a rock star salesperson who they are. And if you make that, it's kind of professional matchmaker. You make that match, you could very well, you know, you have a skill set to do this as well. So a lot of people do. So how... How labor intensive is it? You say seventy percent of your your uh, clients they're doing it on the side. They've got a full time mm-hmm. career. They're busy with families. How much time are they spending on it? How labor intensive is it? You know, how much hand holding is involved? I guess are they just handing off the baton and getting out of the way? Or are they are they having yeah. to be involved in a lot of paperwork and meetings and so forth and so on? Yeah. So uh, great question. So the um, traditionally it's very labor intensive because you imagine it's all lots of conversations and presenting resumes and fo- scheduling interviews and following up and debriefing and offer negotiation and and all this stuff. So it's, it's very very hard to do this on the side normally traditionally. And the the 1.0 version of my program was doing it this way because that's what I knew. Then I realized people just were running out of hours in the day to work. So what I actually did something was kind of crazy was I, I paused my program enrollment for six months as I rebuilt the whole program from the ground up. And I hired coaches who were experts in like LinkedIn automation. I hired an email marketing guru to teach me how to help people do this in a more automated way. And when I launched the 2.0 version of Recruiting Accelerator, that's when everything changed. People were like, oh my gosh, I can just take the message I was sending normally by hand just put into this automation, it runs in the background. And I just check my inbox every so often. And I just reply to people who raise their hand. I'm just talking to warm, warm leads. It's way easier than doing any cold reach out. So that, but I had, I had never learned it myself. So I had to go out and hire these gurus from outside the recruiting space, learn their best practices, bring it to the arena of recruiting, test it myself, and then teach it in my program. And, and, but, you know, as years went on, everyone was doing automation on LinkedIn and email. So that's when, you know, the 3.0 version, I did the same thing. I paused enrollment for a little while. I learned about video messaging, audio messaging, like um, AI, using AI technology with our videos to send to potential clients. Because uh, I think in lots of spaces, lots of industries, it's very competitive. And recruiting is no exception. Recruiting has a very low bar to entry. You don't need to have a license or certification or degree. You can just open, anyone can open up shop overnight and, you know, try to get those $20,000 fees but the downside is uh, that low barrier to entry is very competitive. So I really work hard in trying to help people stand out from the crowd, cut through that noise. And you have to otherwise. I think anyone who's ever tried this uh, on their own has said the same thing. Hey, I try to reach out. I reach out to 100 hiring managers. No one's getting back to me. What am I doing wrong, Sean? And then you know, we help them from there, right? Question for you. Um, what are employees looking for these days? You know, if you're going to attract someone away, is it always about income or what else? What is it that that grabs their attention? Because oftentimes you're recruiting somebody who already has mm-hmm. a, good, a good job, right? They've got great benefits or they're working for a maybe sure. a prestige company. So what are you offering them that makes them want to consider making a move? Yeah, and that's cool. I would probably um, qualify as like the art of recruiting because uh, – I think if, if if they're entry level, sure, like bumping their pay by 20, offer them 20% more, you'll get them. 
But like you said, as you go to mid-tier, senior level, higher level, principal level, management level, money stops becoming their main motivating factor. And then it becomes like career growth, um, culture fit, that sort of thing. So um, I think with recruiting, people think that recruiting is all about how to find these great candidates. But with tools like LinkedIn, everyone, it's a pretty level playing field. Everyone can find people, all right? But how do you engage with them? How do you get them to even take a call when they're heads down, bearing great work, being recognized well, being paid well, and not even looking? That is, you know, probably goes beyond the scope of a, a call like this to like explain how that works. But really, it's it's engaging them. And uh, like you said earlier, calling back to what you said, listening and listening to exactly what they're saying about why they might even be looking, right? Um, so some people, to, so to a lot of people, it's like, hey, I feel like I'm running on six cylinders. Uh, my job's only tasking me with, but I have like two more cylinders to fire. And I feel like I want to grow, but I've hit a cap, right? Or I feel like my industry is dying out or my company is going through some financial stability and that scares me. So everyone has different motivations. If you listen and you can help them, then then they'll they'll take an interview with your clients. I agree. You know, in my experience, I've been a sales manager, director of sales, you know, a VP of sales. And in my experience, there are three things that motivated people to either respond well, right, to do better in their job or actually make a change. One was that fear of loss, right? If you understand someone's fears and you can show them a remedy to those fears, that's a pretty powerful motivator. You get into the emotion of it, it's pretty strong. Secondly, you understand their motivators. What do they want? You know, what's it, what gets them up in, in the morning? That's why I mentioned I should introduce you to my friends at Fine Mojo. Uh, and lastly, you hit the nail on the head, I believe, when you said you have to listen. Too often, we're doing all the talking, right? Or we, we forget we have two ears and one mouth, and we're trying to tell them, yeah. you know, why they should do this. And we're trying to sell them on this point instead of listening to who they are and what they do and what makes them tick. And most people will tell you how to sell them if you just ask the right questions and get them talking, right? And then you have to, of course, follow up with the automation, the AI, and some things that set yourself apart. I believe that when it comes to recruiting and retention, businesses have to stand out. They have to set themselves apart. That's why our business, our, our business benefits that we offer, they're one of the biggest sellers we have because if you have great benefits you can offer in your clients, it makes a significant difference in, in difference in them wanting to come work for you, right? So we're up against the end of our show, but any last thoughts you'd share with them just in the last few minutes here? Um, yeah, I I think for uh, recruiters, non-recruiters, people are interested in um, doing this on the side, or even people looking to hire great talent, there's, there's resources out there, people that can help you get that one notch better, give you that little bit, bit of an edge. And when you have that edge, like the world is your oyster, everything opens up. You can attract stronger talent that will catapult your business to the next level. You can, um, you know, start this recruiting business on the side and have it be the extra income you've always dreamt of and escape the corporate rat race. It's all, everything you want is available to you if you know how to look, listen, ask, and explore. So it's out mm -hmm. there. The world is bigger than you think. I've heard you touch on it, but how big an impact is AI having in, in your industry? 
and talk about um, video. I, yeah, video. You know, I think it's it's still um it's still new. The, the reason why we use it for video is uh, we found that like a personalized Loom video or a video response. If you email me with some questions, I record a personalized video for you. And in the back of my video, I'm on your LinkedIn profile, I'm on your website. I'm kind of calling out specific things. That's very powerful. You're like, wow, this guy. We have, like, I want to talk to him on the phone. He's showing me so much value already. And it gives people a little taste of what it's like to actually jump on a, a call or a Zoom call with you, right? So it's a little bit of a pre-selling, uh, but it's very manually intensive. It's very time intensive. So we use tools like AI to help replicate that process much faster while still giving people that personal feel, personal touch. So it's just new stuff that I think uh, we're always trying to push things I'm to gonna get drill, to I'm work. Gonna drill yeah. down on, on that if you don't mind unless it's proprietary but yeah no how does ai help with that i know um, chat gpt i know there's things like yeah. programs out there but how specifically um, helping you accelerate that process no, it's just one little thing the, the one little thing is their is their name so we begin like the first second of the video you can tell if it's like authentically for you or not and the main thing is their name so all my videos always start with hi patrick right and i'll say hi i'm reaching out to you because i saw that you're looking for this and we help with this and you know there's no there's no guarantee there's no risk no obligation let me know if we can help you um but it's it's high first name um so i'm like okay how can we replicate this without having to record like so the ver the initial version was we actually recorded 800 names into a database and so then a virtual assistant would just take the word patrick and like put it in it'll say hi patrick right because i had my voice already you know saying the word patrick right. but right. that's very time intensive to record 800 names of the most popular ones um and then when i said hi patrick i'll actually wave my hand in front of my face so that kind of masks the lip sync but now with ai it can just copy i can give it a voice sample like a three-minute voice sample and it could say whatever i type it's crazy it sounds just like me so then i can type in the word patrick and it'll say patrick and then um now with ai lip syncing it'll actually adjust my video so i don't have to cover my uh, mouth with my hand when i wave i don't have to wave it just makes my lips move um correctly so you don't wow. get that weird kung fu movie like lip sync yeah. <laughs> mismatch right <laughs> yeah so we're out of time here. 60 seconds. How do people get a hold of you? Sure. Um, easy to find on LinkedIn. You can go to recruitingaccelerator.com. We have lots of free training. Um, watch it, see if it speaks to you, and we're happy to help answer questions. Fantastic. You've been listening to Finding Certainty, Mr. John Chintanarod of Recruiting Accelerator. You've been a great guest, John. We should continue the conversation. There may be some ways we could help you and your business, and, and you could help our clients. So let's continue the the dialogue for sure. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for listening if you are. And I wish you the very best. Have a great weekend, everybody. And Thanks. find certainty out there. You can do it. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.